anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you are having a blessed day. This episode is brought to you by McNeese Construction. There is no job too big or too small. Just give them a call. If you would like to support us, you can do so at www.paypal.me slash Studio. And finally, Yappy Studio has opened a store for you to purchase some really cool items for you, your family, and even your pets. Check it out at www.7.surf. That's S-E, the number 7, E-N, dot surf. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, hello. I hope you're feeling blessed today. I don't want to take up a lot of time today, so I'm going to talk about this one subject that everybody's been emailing me probably for a couple of months and I just haven't gotten to it, but it really is one of the most important topics we need to talk about. Y'all are asking me, what do I think about the food shortage? Is it going to happen or is it already happening and so forth? And I'm, I'm not just getting that question from Americans. I'm getting it globally. And I find that very interesting because some people around the globe are telling me it's already happening. They're already unable to get supplies that they need. They might have the money, but they don't have the gas. So they don't have, the stores don't have the supplies or what have you. And I'm here to say it is happening here. If you would have asked me a year and a half ago, I would have probably chuckled a little bit because when my husband brought it to my attention, I really didn't think it was necessary. But he had already heard about it coming. And I just need you to understand, in America, people don't know what it's like to be hungry. We think we do. Okay, there's people that live on the streets and they have to go in at night or whatever to a shelter to sleep and then they have to get up in the morning and go to a soup kitchen to eat and they can only have three meals a day if they get there on time. They don't get snacks. So other than that, they are hungry. But in America, if that's what you're calling hungry, and I'm, I'm not saying it's not, but there's people around the world that are literally starving. Like, they really know what hungry is. They're lucky if they get one meal a day, much less a snack. You know, people in America don't understand. They feel like they're oppressed. That's not true. There's nothing. I don't care if you're male or female or what background you have, what country you come from what race you are, it doesn't matter. In America, we all have opportunities. You want to see oppressed? 
go over to the other countries you'll see oppressed there are countries where women can't even talk to another man they're not even allowed to go to school or so forth okay there's countries where if you are gay you will die so no in america we're not oppressed and in america we really don't understand what it's like to be poor even the poorest of poor in america is wealthier than people in some of these other countries you know here you have the soup kitchens you have the shelters you have people that'll help you there's different agencies and living on the street is most certainly not comfortable but you will not starve there's always someone either willing to bring you food in between you going to a soup kitchen or whatever's going on it's a very uncomfortable life it's not a desirable life nobody aspires to live that way but in america it is doable i mean you're just gonna survive but you are gonna survive there's countries where there isn't anyone to help you there's no agencies the government's not there the churches aren't there and the people walking around are just struggling as much as you are so nobody's able to offer you help because they need help themselves so please understand if you've never been to america or you've never actually lived here that's why americans wind up in trouble when crises like these come because they don't understand in the 1920s that was the roaring 20s here and then in the 30s there was the depression where people truly struggled most of those people have died off or they're so old that our younger generation doesn't even care they don't think it's going to happen to them i'm 50 plus years old the 50 plus years i've been here living in america i can tell you there's help there is definitely help and some people will struggle more than others due to certain situations maybe there's less help in this area and there's more help over here and so they might have to figure out how to go from here to there to get the help but it's there it is there so i'm saying all of this so that people who don't live in america can understand why americans think the way they think you know there's a lot of people saying oh well if there's a food shortage the government will be there there's a food shortage there's churches that will help us or there's you know different businesses will help us or whatever they don't really focus on the way other people in other countries who don't get that help in other countries if you don't work you don't eat there isn't any help here you don't work you go get food stamps or you get your rent paid or and i'm not saying it's easy it's not like you sign up and you get it tomorrow but there is help and there's people that actually take advantage of it and then there's the people that really need it they can't work they're ill they're handicapped or whatever and they need a little help or people are working but it's just not enough so they get a little help you know they're not getting full help but they're getting a little bit just so that they can still work and be able to feed their kids 
that's why there's a lot of people in America that are not preparing for the food shortage or they don't believe it's going to happen because somebody in America is going to help them. And I'm here to say, stop worrying about someone being there to help you. This may come to a time where we need to count on ourselves. One of the worst things I could hear is someone telling me, don't worry, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Because I've seen the mess that our government has done claiming they're trying to help people. Just think of the past couple of years, okay? My thing is, don't look for help. Don't depend on it. Don't worry about it. What we're going to do today is talk about what you can do. Now, some people live in apartments. They don't even have a backyard because they have a balcony instead. Some people might live in smaller parks like trailers where they're all cramped up together so they don't really have a yard. Some people have houses and live in neighborhoods, but some neighborhoods are HOAs. If you don't know what that is, that's a community that tells you how to keep your yard, what you can have in your yard, what color you can paint your house. You can't have a broken down car in your yard if it's not running. You either get it running or you get it moved out. You know, all sorts of things. You can't have your garbage can out by the road unless the garbage is running that day. A lot of these rules are, you know, I understand why they don't, like you have to keep your grass cut a certain height or they'll fine you. So, they, I mean, I understand that, but these neighborhoods can also tell you, well, you can't have a garden or you can't have chickens or you can't have whatever in order to survive. Many times people are like, well, who cares about chickens? I'm not trying to raise chickens. I don't care about a garden. I work too much. I don't have time for a garden. So that's where they want to be. And that's fine. If that's what you like, that's where you go. I happen to live in an older neighborhood. I have larger yard than most neighborhoods and I have woods behind my house. So there's a little bit more I can do and it isn't an HOA. We still have parish rules, but my neighborhood's not gonna tell me what color to paint my house or if I can have chickens. Now provided in this parish that I live in, you can have chickens, but it has to be respectful among your neighbors. In other words, you might not wanna have a rooster because it would irritate your neighbor and your neighbor would complain and then you could get in trouble. So they're not saying, well, you can't have a chicken, but as long as it's not affecting your neighbors, it's okay. Just don't let it affect the neighbors because then you will have to get rid of the chickens. At the same time, if you want a pig or a horse or something like that, well, you can't have that. I mean, our yards are big, but they're not that big anyway. I wouldn't even try to have a duck or a turkey just because they're loud and I wouldn't want to disturb my neighbors. You know, most of our neighbors have dogs and they are louder than a lot of chickens. There are quiet chickens, believe it or not. So I will talk about that a little bit. 
And the reason that came to my attention is because my husband and I decided to start a garden about a year and a half ago. So sometimes I go to garden supply places or I'll go to tractor supply and all these places sell chickens and they adopt cats or whatever. But tractor supply is, um, they'll have chickens and ducks. And I remember going in there and I always, always love to go look at the animals. I don't care what kind of animal it is. If I go to a garden supply and they have cats up for adoption, even though I don't want a cat, I just go look and just look at them. Same with ducks. I don't want a duck, but if I see a duck, baby ducks, I like to look at them. And same with chickens. So every time we go to tractor supply, I'd stop and look at the chickens. And I'd think, oh, how cute they are. Well, I noticed that every time I've been going in there lately, they have no chickens or, and what, I shouldn't say chickens, I should say chicks because they, they're like three days old, okay? And that's one thing that's so cute about them. You know, they're so cute when they're little bitty. How can you pass by and not look at the chicks or even the baby ducks? But I've noticed that when we go there, it's either they, they're completely out or somebody there's a and i don't mean so i mean several people are in there buying them and they this is all new to them and the reason you know it's new to them is because they're talking to people and they're like look i never did this before what do i need to get because i want to get these chicks and i want to make sure i have everything i need so you'll see them putting a brooder a brooder light chick feed all kinds of stuff that they're going to need for their, that when they go home with them. And I've never seen that before. I'm like, wow. Usually people that are going in there to buy chicks, they already have chickens. They've been doing it a while. I'm seeing a lot of new people and families. Sometimes they bring their kids in there to help get them. So I told my husband, I said, you know what? I think a lot of people are realizing that there's a food shortage because I see a lot of people buying chickens. And he said, yeah, they really are. They really are trying to make sure that they have eggs and they have chicken. I've been to the store and in the past two months, I've seen the price of eggs double and triple. I've been to the store where I went to buy eggs and they didn't have any. I've never experienced that before in America. To go in a store and not have eggs, that's unheard of here. But it's happening. So I understand why people are buying the chickens. You know, the chicks. And chicken, the price of chicken is doubling. Chicken used to be really one of the cheapest meats. And now if you can find it, it's expensive. So I'm sure some of these people are getting chickens for eggs and some are getting for meat. If you can put even a small uh, coop with a little run for just three or four chickens, people are doing that now. That right there was telling me it's getting pretty serious. When people are buying chickens that never had them before and live in neighborhoods, it's getting pretty serious. So that's one of the options you might be able to do. Even if you have just one or two chickens, you know, you just look at 
the size of your yard, where you live, is it going to hinder your neighbors and so forth. So that might be a possibility. Another thing people are doing is gardens. And I realize some people, they live in an apartment. They only have balconies and the ones that have the yard are extremely small. You can't even really call it a yard. I know because I lived in one. I lived in an apartment before. I've lived in um, trailers before. And there's no yard. The next trailer is right next to you. So, you know, I've lived in that. So I understand that it might be hard to have a regular full-size garden. But if you go ahead, get on uh, Google and research you know, herb gardens or something like that, maybe you could have a couple of things growing on your balcony or right next to your trailer. I don't know. But it's something to look into. Now, we we live in a house with a decent-sized lot with, behind me. So if I wanted to have chickens, I could do it and keep my neighbors happy. They wouldn't smell it. They wouldn't hear them. I could do that. I could also grow a decent sized garden. And we've tried that. We tried that last year. The first time my husband went and rented a tiller, tilled a really nice sized piece of property. And then what happened, we started getting stuff to grow and it was all in the ground, okay? We got sick. We got that stupid virus. We were down two to three weeks. So guess what happened to the garden? It started getting overgrown. Right when we felt good enough to go out there and tend to it, it was so overgrown that while we were trying to catch up on it, the following week, Hurricane Ida hit and just wiped out our garden. And I, it was just so frustrating because we didn't even really get it going good we had just started it. I mean, literally just started it and it was gone. So we decided, well, you know what? We're going to do this again, but we got smarter and we raised our garden. So now we have planters that are sitting on cement blocks raised so that now there will be no weeds in our garden. It's up higher. We don't have to bend over, get on our knees to tend to it. No weeds are getting in it. All we have to do is make sure it's getting enough nutrients and enough water. And it's so much easier. And if something happens, like a hurricane coming, we can bring it inside the house. It'll be a pain, but it's doable. We can do it. And that's what I would suggest. If you can do that. And we made them ourselves out of wood and the price of wood is outrageous but you can get free wood let me tell you what we did my husband's a truck driver and he goes to different places and they have this one place where their merchandise comes in rectangle wood crates and it has a lid you know it's not a hinge lid it's just a lid you take off they take everything out of it, and then they toss them. They're going to throw them away. So my husband was like, well, is it okay if I take some of these? And they're like, oh, you can have all of them every week if you want, because we're just trashing them. 
So he comes home with them. And what we do is we took the lid off and then we painted them. They're big enough to grow stuff in, but small enough that if even filled with dirt, if we need to move it, we can move it. So we spray painted them and we started putting our planters. They're very long, they're rectangle. And we have them lining up where our garden used to be. So it's still in the same spot, only now it's much easier to tend to and we didn't have to buy the wood all we did is buy the paint that's it and if we couldn't have afforded the paint it's okay we would have we would have did it with no paint but because they're not it's not sealed wood it's best that you do paint it it's is it the wood we would have bought for being outside no but it was free and free is free and then we could take the lids off of every three that we got and we nailed them together and now we have another planter so every three planters we could get four out of it so look around maybe there's a place near you that's throwing crates away pallets maybe you can somehow do that make planters out of them put them together and have a big giant raised garden i don't know but just think about that there's ways to get free things that people are just going to throw away companies go get a rapport with them you know so that's what we did and we already had the cement blocks but do you know how we got those cement blocks several years ago on another street where we live which is like around the corner they were knocking down a house and they were just going to throw them away and we knew we could use them. We took what we needed and we used them and then we didn't need them for a while. So we just had them stacked up. Well, now we're using them for our planters for our raised garden. So think outside the box. Also, if you know people that do have gardens, just ask them for a clipping. You can grow from the clipping. So that's another great thing to do. My husband, we had some potatoes that we had a little too long. So he cut them up on the eyes of the potato. He planted them in the dirt. And now we have potatoes growing. And we didn't buy anything. No seeds or nothing. Now we have potatoes growing. But if there's a food shortage coming, I would be more willing to try anything just to keep from starving. Okay, so now you say, well, you know what? A garden and chickens is out. I don't want to or I, I either can't or I don't want to. So what you got next? Okay, stock up. Stock up. And it's never too late. As long as you have money and there's a product on a shelf, you can stock up. Now, the longer you wait, the price is going to go up for sure. But you can stock up. Now, we started stocking up a year and a half ago, so here's how we did it. Every week when we went to the store, we would take either anywhere between 20 to $50 extra just for stuff that we were going to stock up on. Things like beans, rice, sugar, flour, noodles, sauces, canned goods, anything that will last a long time. That's what we did. Now, if you take flour out of the bag, because it comes in that paper bag, right? 
you take it out of the bag and you put it in, I don't know if a zip, I guess a ziplock could do, but my husband likes to, it takes all the air out, it's a sealer. So if you do that, put it in a sealer and then put it in a freezer for like three or four days, it'll kill everything. And if you just want to leave it in a freezer, if you have room, you can do that. It'll last a really long time. But at least put it in a freezer, you know, a couple of days, and then you could take it out and put it in a, a bin or a cabinet, whatever. Some people don't have a big kitchen, so they'll take in these bins or they'll buy buckets or whatever they have and they'll take the stuff that they're storing and they'll put them in these things and then they set them to the side either in a closet or I don't know I saw one person this was really clever they needed a coffee table I don't know if they didn't have one or it broke or whatever but it was gone so they took a t one of those big tubs and they filled it up with stuff they needed that they weren't going to be using. And then they put the lid on and then they put a tablecloth or something over it to decorate it. And that's their coffee table. And you wouldn't know that's what that is unless you lifted up the cloth to see, oh, that's not a coffee table. That's a, that's a, a crate or whatever. I thought that was really clever, you know. Even if someone was going to break into your house because they needed food, they wouldn't think to look under there. I'm like, oh, that is so clever. I'd have never thought of it. And the reason I say that is that's something I didn't think about and I should have. But I was at the store a while back and this group of people were talking about the food shortage. And they were saying, yeah, we've been preparing, you know, it's going to happen. We just don't know how bad it is. But another person says, oh, I don't need to stock up. I have a gun. And that kind of startled me. I was like, they have a gun. You can't eat a gun. There's only one way I could take that. Are they saying because they have a gun, they're not going to stock up because if things get bad, they're going to go take from someone else? Is that what that means? Because that's what it sounds like to me, you know, because you're obviously not going to go barter your gun for food. You're going to use that gun to go take from people. That's how I think about it. And I, because I don't think like that, I don't, it really shocked me when I heard that. So then I started thinking, I told my husband, I said, well, we not only have to prepare for our food, but we need to be prepared to protect our food. It's something I really didn't think about because I'm thinking, you know, people are honest and we're going to help each other. No, there's going to be people that for one reason or another, they did not prepare and they're going to come after those people who did prepare. So if you're preparing, don't talk about it. Don't let people know what you have. And be willing to do what you have to do to protect it. So I would suggest you get cameras around your house. So make sure you have cameras. Some people have an alarm system. That's great too. If you have a gun, please know how to use it. Having a gun, telling people you have a gun doesn't do any good unless you actually know how to use it. You know, so make sure that you are efficient with whatever weapon you have 
don't just think about food think about other things think about batteries is the power going to go out during this shortage generators if you have a generator is it only running on gas and what happens when you can't afford the gas or they run out of gas or you can't get to a gas station they have generators now that they run on natural gas plus gasoline plus propane they call them tri-fuel so start looking for those generators if you have one that's not tri-fuel maybe you can sell it and use that money to go buy a tri-fuel generator you know you need to be prepared your grill do you have a grill and if you have a grill does it take propane charcoal wood whatever you have be prepared so you can cook outside especially where i live when a hurricane hits and we're without power the last thing we want to do is cook inside because it's just too hot if you don't have a grill is there something you can make so that you can cook outside we have a grill plus we created one that takes wood as well always be prepared just think of things that you're going to need to stock up on besides food think are you on madison and if you are on madison what happens if you can't get the medicine is there something else you can do naturally until you can get the medicine figure out if you have an illness and you need medicine and you can't get that medicine start looking up natural remedies and talking to people that are into that and find out well what can i do should i not get or i can't have this medicine if i can't find it what else can i do that is very very important another thing you need to do look for recipes that take the least amount of ingredients and stock up on those ingredients for instance bread you may not be able to find bread but if you have flour oil and water you can make a flatbread it might not be what you was looking for but it's bread you can do something with it it's better than having no bread and you want a sandwich or something so look for recipes and don't store them on your electrical devices print them out write them down because when things get really bad with the shortage i don't know what's going to happen with the power i hope it doesn't get like that i hope if there's a food shortage it's just a food shortage and it's not very long that's what i'm praying for but what am i prepared for the worst i'm going to prepare that just in case this food shortage happens longer than I expect I can eat even if I have to ration out my meals to twice a day or even once a day at least I can eat and you need to start preparing for that you know right now you might be used to eating three meals a day and having snacks in between well, during a food shortage you're not going to be able to eat like that so start preparing yourself can you go with two meals in one snack or two meals in no snack start preparing yourself mentally for that hopefully i won't have to but i think i might be able to do it in the event i needed to stretch my food out so think of that 
think of ways to keep your food cool um you might have a generator but do you really want to keep opening up your freezer and your refrigerator all day long no go get yourself invested in one of those really nice thermal uh coolers where you can put ice in it and it will actually last three or four days and that way you're saving your food that's in your refrigerator you can just put what you need in for the day or a couple of days put it in your cooler and that way you can keep your freezer and your refrigerator pretty cold even on just a generator there's so many tips i would suggest start youtubing homesteaders they have the best advice there's a lot of advice you can get even though you don't have a homestead they have ideas on how to create your own shampoo laundry detergent so that should you run out of something you can make it even if you're only going to do it in an emergency you'll be able to do it you know so go to those homestead sites on youtube those channels they'll give you a lot of really really good ideas and some of the homesteaders are up north so if you live up north you can get good advice some of them live in the south it, even florida and texas where it gets extremely hot like louisiana gets really hot too but i don't think we get as hot as texas or florida and they can give really good advice on what they do to stay cool and, and survival skills so i would suggest investing a little bit of time on that a lot of people are like well how bad can it get well let's think about this food plants in america have been burnt to the ground or planes supposedly have run into them the chickens were killed because supposedly they had bird flu and then all of a sudden they were telling people not to buy chickens it's dangerous to raise your own chickens which most people aren't listening to then the cattle were coming up dead and they said it was a heat wave but thousands of cattle are gone they were getting people to bring their meat back oh if you bought meat at this store please return it and we'll give you your money back a lot of people didn't listen to that either because it they feel like they're be we're being lied to in america we don't trust people anymore where i live i go to the store to buy eggs most of the time they don't have any and if they do they've tripled the price of eggs that's what's going on i remember not too long ago talking to my son and he said well you know mom i'm not too worried about it because at least we live in louisiana and it's a fisherman's paradise i can always go fishing well then that day an article came out telling people not to fish because there's an algae in the water so now they're trying to keep people from fishing some states are telling people you can't grow a garden we don't want you to have a garden i don't see any good reason to tell somebody not to grow a garden in their own yard that's just me and i'm not gonna wait for someone from the government to knock on my door and say hi i'm here from the government and i'm here to help because that would scare the life out of me because i see how well my government 
has been helpful. These past two years have opened up a lot of people's eyes. I want to tell y'all, stock up and be prepared. And not just for the food shortage, but be prepared for the violence that might come. And it's not just that the animals are being killed and the food plants, but the price of gas going up is going to cause truckers, locomotives, and ships to not be able to do what they do to get the supplies to us. I know this because my husband was an over-the-road trucker. He had his own truck, and he was doing good. But then, thank goodness, we could see the writing on the wall. Price was going up. Everything was going up. And it was like, look, get rid of the truck and go work for someone else because it's going to be so expensive for us to run a truck we won't be able to pay our bills. And so now I'm seeing a lot of truckers that didn't do that, they're struggling. They're like, I, I can't even buy the gas to go get a load. And if that happens, there's gonna be a lot of places that are gonna be short. Be prepared. Just please be prepared and think about it. What is the worst case scenario? This is how I always think about stuff. What is the worst case scenario? So if I don't prepare for this, what will happen? Okay, well, if I don't prepare for a food shortage, then there could be a time where I'm going hungry and I can't feed myself or my husband or my grandkids or my kids. Now, what's the worst case scenario if I prepare and I don't need it? Well, I have all this excess. I didn't need it, so I still have all the excess. Okay, well, what's so bad about that? So that would mean I go to the store less often, and when I go, I spend less money because now I don't have to buy all these things. I just have to buy this, this, and this. Instead of spending 75 to 100 a week, now I might be able to spend $20 a week. And then I can put all that money that I'm saving into the bank. Would that be a bad outcome? No. And so whenever I look at situations, I always try to figure out what scenario do I want? Do I want to risk having the worst case where I'm going hungry or the best case where I have all this excess? But also think about if people are lacking food and didn't prepare, or they prepared and didn't prepare enough, what's going to happen then? Thank you for listening, and God bless. Don't forget, you can read all the information discussed in our podcast by going to www.yappystudio.blogspot.com. Be sure to check out our show notes below where you can donate to support us, shop at our store, check out our references, and see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless.